Welcome to If You Know You Know Therapy with Haley Mayer. Today we're going to talk about the social part of wellness, um, how that is an important part of being a well-rounded person um, and just a person who's healthy and able to have all aspects of their life taken care of. When it comes to the social aspect of wellness, a big thing to look at it is not just people you know, but also just in general, it's the interaction of you with other people you may know, you don't know. It depends. Social can also be subcategorized and put into like, you know, community. It can be put into romantic. It can be put into familial. It can be put into your social with your pet. Honestly, it can be anything. And the reason why social is just so important is especially just the support system that's comes about from being in a relationship with other people, whether that be just, again, family, someone who you, you're just an acquaintance, it doesn't matter. Social is going to count for any of those things. And it's really important to monitor what those things are. One of the things, especially within social dimension of wellness, it talks a lot about um, it's good to make sure as you're younger to establish that habit of wanting to have that because that dimension of wellness is very important and intricate. It's, It's very important and needed when you are older because that often is how a lot of regulation happens. It's often how a lot of resourcing happens and just support. So, uh, one of the biggest things you see it, especially within like couples who are really close when one of them passes away, usually you kind of see the other not do as well, or sometimes also pass away very quickly after. And it's that idea of that social connection being so important. Um, for those who have really good social connections, they tend to thrive a lot better. And so, um, it just shows how important that aspect of our life is. Let's look at some different aspects of that and just look into what you can do for each of them. So if we're talking about community, let's start from really broad perspective. You as a human in your community, social aspect of wellness would be how are you involved in your community, right? This also kind of tightly interweaves within environment. What are you doing to help your environment? Um, How are you implementing more social being part of your environment? So it's looking about community aspect. How do you, um, you know, successfully interact with other people? How do you add to their experience? How do you, you know, let them add to yours? Things like that. Um, That looks like being involved in um, clubs. It looks like being involved in when you're in school, your school community, when you're not in school, looking at how do I involve myself in Maybe community outreach events, whether it be like service opportunities, whether it be educational opportunities for myself, like how do I interact with those on a broader, bigger scale than just my immediate family and friends? A big part about that too, is that you can find ready-made communities. You don't necessarily have to create your own. Um, These are found, like I said, within clubs, within school, educational systems, within religious um, groups, within political party, um, you know, clubs or groups with within that area. And I think it you can even find it within like your neighborhood, right? You're not everyone has a good rep with their HOA. I know that ours can sometimes, well, less the HOA and more the neighbors, um, can sometimes feel really stressful and kind of in, you know, involved in a lot of different things with that. Um, 
but how, how are you being available to those who are around you physically? And not that you need to be like Susie Sunshine to everyone, but the idea of like, how are you trying to just make contact, make points of contact with people? Um, if we're looking from like an aspect of your social calendar, right? So we're talking about friends, people who are really close in that way. Um, how are you interacting with them? Being aware of your social part of wellness and how you interact with your friends, I think is really important because sometimes we like to belittle our own actions because we may have done something that actually was not very um, strengthening to the relationship and say it was just a little you know, faux pas. It was just a little thing that was an issue. But really, when it comes to that social aspect of wellness, it's identifying that whatever I do has a consequence and that can be good to enrich my life and other people, or it can have a negative consequence. And if it's not enriching someone else's life, um, and that doesn't mean you have to like placate them. It's more the idea of you're doing something to intentionally deter from someone's life. You're actually going to end up doing it to your own as well whether or not that that's your intention. Sometimes it's the idea of like, well, if I said that about so-and-so, my social wellness is going to be fine because honestly, I was just saying the truth. But really when we're deterring from someone else, we can't help but end up deterring from our own, right? We end up becoming, you know, in a really not growth mindset. And that is really in the end, how we continue to, progress forward in any of these, if in any of these aspects, right? We went over six of them. You can't progress forward if you're not in a growth mindset, which means going sometimes a little bit outside your comfort zone, sometimes outside of feeling like you can just, you know, be okay with whatever it is you're doing. You're in the end, like recognizing and determining how you probably need to be able to, um, help strengthen other people even if it's not you directly contributing, just being a positive influence in someone's life is going to help strengthen them. And so social aspect can be really important if we're not making contact with people too. Like even if like, so I'm an extroverted introvert, meaning I can definitely prevent, present, prevent, (laughs) I wish I could prevent many things. Um, I definitely can present extroverted, not a problem, but really I am more of an introvert type of person. I really feel more charged by having moments to myself. Um, not exactly, you know, always, I like being, I like being funny. I'll be honest. That's one of the things that I, if I can try to make someone laugh and it succeeds, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. But I think in the end, when it's just me and myself, I feel really content with that. And it actually took me a lot of time to get to that point. Um, for a while, I thought the only way to be content was being around other people and having an okay feeling about that because then, you know, being alone would be quote unquote, like sad or depressing. But really the more I've learned about the art of being alone and the art of enjoying that, the more I've recognized how rejuvenating it is for me. And so that's why I'm a self-proclaimed extroverted introvert. So social for me, especially when we're talking about friends, um, it means having a core group of people who I trust but it also means that I'm interacting with them, not even in a day-to-day, I'm going to their house, but in a, every couple of days, every couple of weeks, messaging, giving a call, sending a Facebook meme, like whatever it is, usually Instagram people get bombarded by me if they're on my list, 
but, um, but they all enjoy them. But for me, that's like, that's social interaction, right? Getting that different kind of communication way. I do enjoy talking on the phone. Um, I do enjoy like texts here and there often just, I have a busy day. So in between sessions, I only have a minute or two. And so I can text someone quick and just be like, Hey, yeah, totally. I agree. Or, Hey, it would be great to, you know, go get lunch. Love getting meals with people, having people over. I have a friend of mine who she's Claire, she's a therapist and she did an interview with us a couple of sessions, sessions ago, a couple of weeks ago. And she and I, she has a dog, I have a dog and I'll have her over and we have dinner and we chill and we talk and it's just, it's really great. And it's not really too, you know, we're not, we're not trying to make it a very elaborate scenario. And so I think for me, that's how I fulfill my social wellness aspect. I'll notice if I am secluding myself more, I do notice a change and it is something that I do try to remedy pretty quickly. And luckily I have a lot of people I trust and a lot of healthy people around me that I feel like I can do it. The other podcast, Taylor and Jen, um, they're the same, right? There are people I can depend on being social with and trusting and being able to be around. And they also know that I enjoy my private time, right? Like Taylor knows if I have like my office door closed and it's during lunchtime, I'm probably just taking a minute to myself, um, especially being in a job. And I'm not the only one who's in a job like that. Therapists aren't by any means the only ones, but there's definitely a lot of jobs out there where we are constantly around people I think I really learned how to rejuvenate and be on my own as part of just being able to like be in people's personal lives for such an in-depth time each day. And so for me, I found that social could easily have gone out the window and been like, I'm already social and I have to be for this many hours a day, so I'm not going to do it. But I found for myself, that's me reaching out and doing what I need to for my job. But for myself, I have a different type of social that I need. And so I think- looking at that aspect of life is big. Now going into like the romantic aspect of life, um, majority of people need that as well. And whether we like to admit it, and it's really about our attachment style of how we're going to present that social, but in a healthy, secure, I don't want to say other ones aren't healthy, but in a typical secure attachment, you know, thought process behind it, we, when it comes to like an area of wellness with our romantic relationships, we're looking at someone who's going to have balance, right? Um, balance within an area of wellness when it comes to romantic relationships, they we call that nurturing love. So a nurturing type of situation is not that you are taking care of the other person. Um, you're not caretaking them, but what a healthy attachment part of wellness for relationships, that's a lot of words, um, those look like being able to nurture with the other person. So I think of it more like if you've ever seen a money tree, okay, the money tree, it has, usually it's like braided. You can like go to Walmart, find a money tree. They're little, little money trees or, you know, go get bigger ones, but they're, they're, a you know, a, I don't think it's actually a tree. I think it's like a shrub, but I'm not a botanist. So there you go. But they are braided usually, um, at the roots and then they grow from there. And that should be more of a relationship rather than saying like, you complete me, you're my other half to the whole. So that also implies that you're not a whole person. So with a money tree, technically each of those are independent, you know, organisms, independent parts that are able to thrive on their own. I've got a money tree that when I got it, um, it's like a six 
tendril braid kind of thing, but only three of them are living. And the other three, it looks like they were added to the braid and then died before I got it. It was like on sale at a, at a nursery. And of course I like to get plants on sale and then see if I can keep them alive. And I've had it for a while, so I've kept it alive. And so the other three are living and thriving, but the three that aren't, they're just there. Right. And the three that are thriving, honestly, because I'm not allowing any rot to get into them, I'm taking care of them. They can thrive independently, but they also do thrive and are a lot stronger when they are together. Right. So the trunk of the trees are pretty small, but when they are interwoven with each other, they're a lot stronger. And so they take a lot less, um, they take a lot more to push them over. So I have a dog her tail is very strong and she's very happy a lot. And so she's wagging her tail often. And some of my other plants I've had, she'll like swipe them down. Like I have some snake plants. She'll hit them over and I have to replant them and redo things. This one, she can whack it a few times with her tail and she's still, it's, it's still going to stay pretty strong. But if it was just one of the individual ones, she would have definitely, I think at this point, broken it in half with just her playing or something like that. But with our social aspect of wellness, especially with romantic, it doesn't mean that we all of a sudden become incompetent and unable to regulate for ourselves. The reason we have a social aspect of wellness and why it is important, and it's not saying, well, you shouldn't depend on other people. You should be able to use other people in your life to continue to strengthen you. Absolutely. And you in turn, allowing you know yourself to be part of their strengthening process as well. So when it comes to social aspect of wellness, again, this is in a romantic relationship outside of one, it's a very intricate part of how you want to identify for yourself what it is that you need to do better, um, to thrive, right? We're back to the idea of thriving, not just surviving. And so I think a big thing about social aspect of wellness is being able to identify it, being able to notice what you are seeing within yourself as a need you're not someone who is a very extroverted person who wants to be out every single day and meeting new people, then probably it's not going to help you to plan that to add to your area of wellness. You need to take an inventory and see what do I actually need? Maybe I need a happy middle, some good alone time, some good time with people and to be social. Um, And it's not even so much that like you need to have more social to have a social aspect of wellness. Sometimes the alone time to prep and allow yourself to feel like you're able to be social is part of your social wellness. You're doing what you need to do as a prep to get to the point of being able to fulfill more of being around other people. So definitely kind of introspective look at that. Take a look at what for you, you feel like you need. And then as far as social, like look at all the aspects. You have your community. You have like big group. You have romantic You have, we didn't even get into familial and things like that, but you need to be making at least one connection with someone a day. And sometimes, and it it needs, I think for you, for all of us, we need to have it be a deliberate one. We can't just go along with it and say, I guess this kind of counts. I call that like the Eagle Scout way of doing it. Not that all Eagle Scouts are like this, but a majority of people I knew who did that or any other program, they would be like, well, I need to earn this badge. Well, I guess this other thing really counts for it. So I guess the thing I did two months ago could count, even though I, when I did it, I wasn't considering this. You shouldn't look back into your day and say, well, I guess I did get social interaction unless you're taking inventory and saying, how much do I actually get? But if you are intentionally trying to add more social into your life, you need to intentionally have an idea and a plan of who and what and how your involvement is and what it is you can do with that. So yeah, we are going to 
next week get into some other topics, but thanks for joining us for the, you know, different dimensions of wellness. And hopefully we can continue to provide whatever, I don't know why I said we, it's just me. I guess Maggie's in the room too, but I'm going to continue to look at other topics that could be helpful and yeah, love to get any feedback. So remember to like, and subscribe. And also, you know, go ahead and send me um, a message on my Instagram. It's Haley, the therapist, H-A-I-L-E-Y space, T-H-E space, T-H-E-R-A-P-I-S-T on Instagram. And yeah, love to hear from you.